Alright, uh, welcome to DMN 101. My name is Perry Simpson. I'm here with Louis Rosenberg from uh, Unanimous AI. And uh, we're going to talk today about swarm intelligence. And Louis, actually, you just uh, won a couple of awards today, correct? Yeah, I just heard that. Yeah? yeah. From um, the Global Annual Achievement, uh, AI Achievement, I believe. Oh, um, I guess that's an organization of some sort. Yeah. They got you with um, the best consumer application of AI and the AI person of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... Uh it's surprising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got quite a resume, man. I see you spoke at uh, CES this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. And you're obviously very busy. You got your bag with you and all that. <laughs> so, um, no, it's great to have you here, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, to get right into it, uh, as I said off the air, like, I was very uh, confused with this whole Swarm AI thing. I, I thought that it was just, you know, a proprietary thing that, you know, Yanimous AI. Uh, a product that you guys have, but apparently it's the actual field of artificial intelligence or right. something, right? So could you just give me some background, like what is Swarm AI, or Swarm Intelligence rather? Right, so um, so it's worth just taking a little bit of a step back and say, you know, what is artificial intelligence? And, Indeed. And so really, um, you know, in the world of, of artificial intelligence, we can ask ourselves, you know, what is an intelligence? And really an intelligence is something that can take in noisy information about the world and make intelligent decisions or predictions or judgments. And it really, for the last 60 or 70 years, researchers have said, well, how can we, how can we take this, this idea of intelligence and build one artificially? And so the, the first place that people look was the most familiar, which is uh, basically our own brains. Mm -hmm. And so starting in the 1950s, when people started working on artificial intelligence, they, they did the most natural thing. They, they looked inside our own heads and they said, our brains are made of neurons and we connect neurons together inside of our brain and that forms a network and so most of the AI research that has gone on for the last 50-60 years has been in neural networks mm -hmm. which is really about simulating the structure of brains and and that's really interesting and that's great what what most people don't realize is that nature actually has two ways it builds intelligence one is neurological by connecting networks of neurons but the other way is collective by connecting networks of organisms and so swarm intelligence is nature's other way of building an intelligence and it's really the reason why birds form flocks and fish form schools and uh, bees form swarms because they are smarter together than they would have been alone. And, and I can give you some examples. Uh, bees, for example, um, uh, we could talk about, but they, they are remarkably smarter by working together in a swarm than they are as individuals. And what, what my company does, Unanimous AI, is we've, we've spent the last few years looking at how, how bees swarm, how fish school, how birds flock, how do they amplify their intelligence, and really asking this question of, well, what about us people? Can, can we amplify our intelligence by forming the same kinds of systems that birds and bees and fish form. And the really convenient thing is that we humans built this amazing infrastructure of computers, putting computers in everybody's pocket everywhere on the planet. And it actually allows us now to connect people together in these systems. And it turns out it makes them, makes people significantly smarter when they, when they work together, when they think together as a, as a swarm. Hmm. 
So is it is it that when you get a lot of folks with the you know smart smartphones things like that that you're observing kind of similar behaviors across all of them and is that kind of like the hive mind uh, type of thing that you would get with the birds or the right? So it's you can uh, hive mind is certainly a word that people use when they're thinking about uh, connecting people together in a in a in a system and what we do is we we literally build these swarms of people and mm-hmm. so. Um, so it's good. So I can give you an example first with bees, so you can understand how smart bees are, because it's okay. it's actually surprising and, and remarkable. So, uh, so an individual bee, not particularly smart, has you know less than a million neurons, uh, which is you know a tiny, tiny fraction of, of what a, a human brain is, like infinitesimal. Uh, but every year, bees have to make a really complicated decision, a life or death decision, where they're going to they're gonna decide where are they going to move their colony to. So it's usually because their colony has outgrown their current home, or maybe their colony is going to split in two, and they need to go pick a new home. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to send out hundreds of scout bees that are going to search 30 square miles for potential home sites. And, and a home site is like a hole in a log, yeah. or a hole in the side of a building, or a hole in your attic. And um, and they're going to evaluate those different sites, and they're going to try to find the best possible site. But they, but it's a really complicated problem because they're trying to find a home site that meets a whole bunch of conditions. It has to be large enough to store the honey that they need in the winter. It needs to be uh, ventilated well enough so that they can keep it cool in the summer. It needs to be insulated well enough so they can keep it warm in the winter. It needs to have uh, an uh, a hole to allow them to come in and out that's big enough to allow lots of bees to pass through, but small enough that predators can't get in. And, it, and there's a whole bunch of other uh, constraints. Can they? Is it close to water? Is it close to pollen? If you were a human and you were trying to decide where are you going to put a new factory, where are you going to put a new store, what's the best location to put a new retail store, that would be hard. It would be hard to to come up with the optimal answer if you had that many constraints. And yet bees are able to form a swarm and come up with the optimal answer over 80% of the time. And, and it's remarkable. And, and the way they do it and is that they go out and they, they find this information. They, they, each of these bees has information about the different sites that they've seen, and they have opinions about these different sites. Uh, they, these bees will, will be able to express which of these different sites that they found are their highest preference. Now you probably wonder, well, how can a bee express anything? How can, how can it have an opinion? How can it represent information? And that's what gets amazing. Bees uh, literally vibrate their bodies to represent the different sites that they, that they prefer. So these bees come back to the colony and they form a swarm. And it's not all 10,000 bees, it's just two or 300 bees that have gone out and searched. And they will vibrate their body and it Biologists call it a waggle dance because to people it looks like they're dancing, mm-hmm. but but they're not. They're encoding information. They're vibrating their bodies to indicate which of these different sites they think is the the highest preference, and and then they negotiate and converge on the ideal site. And so they they're literally forming a hive mind. Mm-hmm. They're they're negotiating and they're coming up with the best possible answer. And so. Uh, what what is a problem that an individual bee couldn't even understand, couldn't even comprehend when they work together as a system, they get so much smarter that they can not only solve the problem, they can pick the best answer. And that's really what we think about for people. We say, well, if, if we can connect people, if we can allow people to express their opinions in real time as a system in a similar way to bees, mm-hmm. uh, 
can we optimize the the decisions that they make? And so we, we built this uh, this platform we call UNU, which allows people to log in. They can log in from anywhere in the world, and they work together to answer questions. And so the question appears on everybody's screen at the same time, and each person has, uh, and the interface is, is kind of unique. Each person can control a little magnet, and they can use that magnet to pull on what looks like a little glass puck, and that little glass puck can move across the screen, and we can ask a question about, uh, let's say it was a business team, and the business team was deciding, you know, what's the best location to put our new retail store? And they could have, you know, 20 people on a business team, and they could be deciding where to put the best, they could, and we can ask, uh, what's the best location to put the retail store and they each have different preferences in their head they each have different perspectives some might be thinking about it in terms of location others might be thinking in terms of rent cost and there's all kinds of different competing factors that go into that decision but when we let people make that decision as a swarm they will pick the best answer most of the time they will converge on the optimal answer and it and it's really because that's how nature does it what what nature you know Nature has spent hundreds of millions of years figuring out the best way to tap the intelligence of groups. Nature doesn't take a vote, it doesn't take a poll, it doesn't use SurveyMonkey, it doesn't do focus groups, it doesn't do interviews. What nature does is it allows groups to form a system and converge on the best answer. And, um, and that's what we're allowing, allowing people to do. And, and it, it turns out that the answers are really smart. Yeah, so it seems like this is, uh, I won't say it's, it's French because it's not French, but it's definitely uh, it's not something that you hear much about when when because AI is a big conversation in marketing, obviously, right. uh, the last couple of years. But not once have I heard a whole bunch about this swarm intelligence, and it's that's I find that curious because it seems to have very direct applications for things like A/B testing and stuff like that. So what, why do you think it's still so uh, obscure? I guess maybe it's really because it's a new technology, and it's a new technology not because. Um, not because it's a new concept, because because swarm intelligence is something that biologists have known about for 60 years. Right. But when AI researchers started thinking about how do we make intelligent systems, again we just we looked at the thing that was most familiar, our own brains. But we because we you know we have a human bias. We we don't we don't look at the rest of the animal kingdom. But if you look at the rest of the animal kingdom, and you you look at social social creatures. The evolutionary path for, for most social social organisms is that they you know they amplify their intelligence by working together in systems because it's a matter of survival. So for bees, if they make the wrong decision about which you know which location to move to, they, that could be death to the colony. Yeah. And so it, it really is a matter of survival of the fittest that has made that method the best way to, to optimize decisions. And it's really only been over the last few years that, that researchers have started to look at this idea of can can people do this, and and it's really only been relatively recently that even the technology has been in place where we can connect people in real time. Because what's different about a swarm than say a poll? Like a poll, people can can give an answer, uh, you know, over over days, over weeks. They don't have to be they don't have to be connected at the same time. In a swarm, when the people connect, they are they are literally connecting at the exact same time, and they are working together as a system. They are thinking together, and so if we're going to ask uh, if we're going to answer a question, the we're going to have a group of people connect together in real time, answer those questions, and then and then they'll then they'll log off. And so it's a it's a really a different way of thinking about tapping the intelligence of groups, but it ends up being significantly more powerful. Hmm. Okay. 
So can we get a little bit into the applications, uh, the direct application of Swarm and, and, and marketing specifically? Um, how would you have your the technology, I guess, pull in all of that simultaneous input and make some type of, you know, distinction or, or not distinction, excuse me, decision? All right. So um, I can give you first just uh, an example that we, that we did recently. Uh, that we can compare to, to other results, and then I can give you some business examples. But one example, so uh, very often when we talk with different journalists and reporters about about this um, this type of technology, they, they come up with ideas of things for us to predict. And so uh, last year, Newsweek asked us to predict the Oscars. They said, okay, if this works, predict the Oscars. I said, we, we said, okay, we'll, we'll do that. And so what we did was we we built a swarm of just movie fans. And so we, we just found, we, we put a, a, an advertisement out online for enthusiasts, movie fans, not, not experts, not specialists, just movie fans, and 50 people logged in, and we asked those 50 people to predict the Oscars. And, and we did it two different ways, so we can, we can test the amplification of intelligence that, that came out of forming a swarm. So first we just asked these 50 people to just fill out a survey, tell us who's gonna win the Oscars. And, Predicting the Oscars is hard. <laughs> so across these, these 50 people, on average, they were 44% accurate in predicting the Oscars. Um, then we had these same exact 50 people work together as a swarm. And so what happens is they logged into our, our system, which is called UNU, and the question appeared on all their screens at the exact same time for each, for each of the, uh, the categories in the Oscars. We say, who's going to win Best Leading Actress? And um, and each person can control uh, a little magnet on their touch screen or uh, uh, with their mouse, and they're pushing and pulling on this glass puck, moving it to across uh, up the screen to find one of the answers, and they converged on Brie Larson, who, who won. <laughs> uh, but the amazing thing was that across all the different questions, they went from 44% accurate as individuals to 76% accurate when thinking together as a swarm. So they, they reached uh, you know, they optimized their collective intelligence, tapping their their knowledge, their wisdom, their insights. And, and there's really two interesting things about this. One, we can also compare to professional movie critics because that all that data is out there. So across all professional movie critics, they averaged only 66% uh, accurate. And so you saw a group of average 50 people, movie fans, went from from okay performance to basically expert level performance, actually beating most professional movie critics. And so they were really able to optimize their, their intelligence. Now, the interesting, the interesting thing is we asked these people, well, how many of you actually saw all the movies? These, and of these 50 people, none of them had seen all the <laughs> movies. Uh, and most of them had seen less than half the movies, but that's, that's the power of a swarm because you're combining the, you're combining the, the gaps in each other's knowledge, you're filling in the gaps in each other's knowledge, you're combining the, the, uh, the wisdom, the instincts. You know, some people might have seen some of the movies, some people might have heard you know, a story on NPR about a movie, and you bring that all together in real time and they give really, really accurate insights that, uh, that are much more, uh, much more insightful than you would get by just taking a poll or just asking people. So obviously for marketing, if you, uh, if you weren't trying to predict the Oscars, but you were, for example, trying to predict the success of a movie, uh, and which is something that we do, we have swarms of people who, who can come into the platform and 
and watch movie trailers. And so they log in, the movie trailer pops up, they can all watch the trailer at the exact same time, and then they can, they can predict if that trailer will make people go, go to the movies. They can predict if that movie will exceed box office expectations or, or not exceed box office expectations. We can do the same thing, uh, and, and we have, with, with television spots, with advertisements. So uh, we can ask, we can, uh, a television ad could pop up on all these uh, people's screens, and then we can ask a series of questions about whether they think that advertisement will be uh, convincing to uh, to their peers, whether that advertisement uh, represents the brand in a positive way. I mean, really, whatever you know, if if somebody is running a marketing organization, they might have a set of questions that they they want to get answers to about about a message, about an advertisement, about a, a logo, about an image, really about anything from branding and marketing and advertising. That, that you want to understand how the public will react. And what, uh, what a swarm will do is it will give a really accurate, deep insight into, into how the population will, will respond to, to really whatever, whatever you show them and whatever you ask them. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> what about, um, I mean, obviously you guys have a technology um, uh, that you can offer, but if you're a market, if I'm a marketer and I want to really start digging into swarms, what is the foundation like? What's the process to get that implemented across the organization successfully? We just wrote an article. I wrote an article recently about <clears throat> how many organizations these days are excited about things like AI in general um, and swarm ostensibly, but they do not have systems in place or processes really in place to you know fully leverage. The, the the technology. So, what what are some of the groundwork things that a market will have to do to really start to dig into swarm intelligence? Right, that's a great question. And and really, like any form of AI, it it takes a lot of uh, background and expertise to be able to to go from you know the technology to something that will generate insights. And and so what we what we've actually done as a company is we've we've created a, a product called Swarm Insight, which is really intelligence as a service. So if, if uh, for any marketing organization that has questions, uh, they can, they, we can do all that infrastructure for them, meaning mm -hmm. they have questions and we can, uh, we have the technology to, to build the swarms, but we can also field the people, the swarms that, uh, that will populate. And so then we work with an organization and say, well, what are the questions you're trying to answer? And then uh, we can, we can conduct the swarms for them, and then we can give them the results, which are not just the answer, but all, we can also see very interesting, uh, very interesting patterns in, in how, the, how the swarm reached the answer, because it's, we can see how all the different participants in the swarm behaved, and we can start to understand not just what, what was that final choice, but what were the options that they were wrestling between when they made that choice, and what were the options that they didn't care about at all, and so you get, you get a lot of interesting insights because it's not just a, a single poll, it is this interactive experience and you can actually see how the decision emerges. But because it, because it is hard to build a swarm what, what, um, in terms of the technology, what we do for, for marketing customers, for, for clients we work with, is that we, we make it really easy, where they just have to worry about what, what are the questions they want to answer, and then, um, and then we can work with them to figure out, okay, we can, we can conduct some swarms, generate answers to those questions. And, and the nice thing is that it's really fast, uh, like it can, like we can go from questions to insights in you know in a couple of days, and so once you get a first set of insights, it's easy to then iterate and say, okay, well, 
uh, let's let's change the questions a little bit, or let's change you know the the messaging to test slightly different messaging. And so, it's you know unlike other other methods like focus groups where, you know, it could take weeks to set up a focus group, um, because a swarm happens online and people can log in from anywhere anywhere in the world really. Um, it can happen. It can happen quick, and we've done swarms for for journalists where they need the results the very next day. Uh, we did one for the Washington Post, for example, where it was right before Apple was going to launch their their new iPhone, and they were writing a story, and they wanted to know uh, they wanted to predict how are people going to react to the fact that the new iPhone won't have a headphone jack, and 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 they had a number of other questions, and we were able to pull together a swarm of you know a hundred likely consumers online. Ask these questions and then get insights. You know, within an hour, uh, and and those insights in that case where people were not going to react positively, to which they didn't, yeah. <laughs> which they didn't. Uh, but uh, but we can easily get those types of insights very very quickly. So I have a couple uh, last two questions for you, and um, I guess one of them might might actually be a bit tough. Uh, we'll go with that one first. Um, one of the things that uh, digital advertisers have had to deal with uh, recently is like a lot of like fraud and stuff like that. And it seems that if you're if you're doing a swarm, there's a lot of opportunity for I guess like bots and things like that to kind of infiltrate and, and skew results, it, it, or somebody could run like a botnet or something like that. Is that something that you guys have encountered, or do you anticipate that kind of growing? Right. So it, it's something that we don't have. We haven't had any problem at all. And part of the reason is that unlike a unlike a poll, it you really can't very easily build a bot to to be part of a swarm because. Participating in a swarm is interactive, and so gotcha. the pe- so it's every single every single second across the whole decision, people are adjusting and adapting, and they're they're literally participating, and so it requires this constant participation, and so people really need to participate. Uh, now we we all of course we want that it does mean that we want the participants to be engaged, to to be you know really you know giving us their best their best input, and. Uh, and the thing about swarming that we found, and we hear this from all the participants, is that it's it's just fun. It's fun to participate, and so nobody wants to sit on the sideline. Once they've logged in, they actually they, they actually want to answer, and they have strong opinions, and they want they want to express those opinions, and so it, it actually turns out to be very easy to get uh, very honest uh, and and engaged answers. And the other thing that's interesting is that the participants are anonymous, so. Uh, you know they're all pulling magnets and and but it, you don't know you can't see who those people are. They're anonymous and so it they they also tend to be more honest than if, for example, they were sitting around a focus group and they feel like they're being judged, or they you know maybe there's some people are more timid, some people are more uh, aggressive. In a swarm, everybody's equal and everybody's anonymous, and so you get uh, you get honest input. That's very well balanced. So that'd be a very sophisticated AI to really try and game that or something. Yeah, you, it would. It would have to be sophisticated and it would um, be an AI actually. Like a full, <laughs> it would be an AI. It, it would. You would be going through too much trouble to try to yeah. to try to game it. Absolutely. All right. So well, um, with that being said, let's just forecast a little bit. Obviously, you hope that your company continues to do well, and I mean, you're getting awards, so you're doing something right. But. Um, where do you see this whole swarm intelligence thing is going in like the next five years or so? Do you think you'll have like a lot more competitors? Do you think it's going to be very popular, especially in the business sector? Like, what will your forecast? I think it will be popular, and I think um, I think we're really just at the start of of this technology space. I think these swarms will get smarter and smarter over time, and you know we've even over the last you know couple of years uh, we've seen the swarms that we build continuing to get smarter and smarter, 
and we also see the range of applications uh, getting getting broader. So we have a lot of interest from folks in marketing for doing uh, for doing market research type of, of insights, but we also see interest from people who are doing sales forecasting, uh, inventory forecasting, because you can imagine that you could build a swarm. Let's say you have a retail organization. Uh, let's say you have you know 500 stores across the U.S. You can try to project inventory um, from an executive suite, or you could build a swarm of your store managers. And those store managers can tap their intelligence, and, and they have insights. They have, they have you know, in-the-field insights, and if we amplify those, they will give more accurate estimates and, and projections. And so the use of the technology is really in any field where people just want to, they want to be smarter. Where, and if you have groups of people that you can amplify, and we can amplify the intelligence of consumers, but we can also amplify the intelligence of a sales staff, or we can amplify the intelligence really of, of any part of an organization. So uh, we think it will, you know, it, it will become a very diverse space. Yeah. Well, it's definitely extremely fascinating. And yeah, I hope the, that you're right, man. I would love to write more about this stuff yeah. and see more about it. Uh, Luis, really appreciate you coming. Yeah, back, yeah, that was fun. Thanks so much. All right, signing off. <laughs>